Good afternoon, everybody. It's the Toad Meets Weather Podcast. We're back with our week six picks. I've got Andrew, Tommy, Artem here with me, and Nigel is here in spirit. So let's go ahead and get kicked off on our picks. This week, we would normally pick the Georgia Tech game to start off, but sadly, we have a bye week, which I expect us to win by at least 60 points. We'll see. So instead of that, we'll go straight to the Texas A&M game. And looky, looky, who's coming to town? Uh, Bama. <laughs> Probably the best team in the nation at this exact moment who has beaten their last two teams by at least 50 points. Uh, going on the road against a Texas A&M team who, after a struggling first game, has kind of come back and surprised a lot of people. Very young, very talented. A lot of respect for them. That said, they're probably going to lose pretty badly. So Nigel's picking Alabama for obvious reasons. Tommy, who do you got in this matchup? Bama. There you go. Andrew, who do you got in this matchup? I predict that Kellen Mond is going to shit his pants on live television. <laughs> Is that is that your official pick for the game? <laughs> I, I I mean it's a huge spread, and you hate to say teams are going to cover a twenty six and a half point spread, but that Alabama defense that I thought was going to take a small step back really doesn't look like it has. So, and it's a true freshman quarterback starting against the Alabama defense. I'll be looking out for a longest yard situation out there. Okay, Artem, I believe you are the one person who is diverging from this trend. Do you care to give us an explanation? Oh, I got a, I got a couple reasons. Um, first of all, kind of Andrew touched on it a little bit. It's a different defense than we've seen the last couple years. Uh, last couple years, A&M's lost because of quarterback play, mainly interceptions, and via pick sixes, uh, we kind of – put the game out of hand this year it's a little bit of a different different defense they don't thrive on the pick six uh they are getting a lot of turnovers um so my main reason is uh, it's a different it's a little bit of a different defense and we got a little bit of a different offense that we're working with uh second reason is uh, i've been feeding deshaun hand uh some uh, estrogen and it looks like it's working uh so his mcl is strained and he's out for this game which uh, takes away a little bit of the pass rush on the Bama side. And then uh, third reason is uh, it's Saturday in college football. Anything can happen, and I'm pretty hopeful. Hey, I, I respect a man with a lot of hope. I don't I don't think that you're right, but I respect you. So, you know. You just got to give you a slow clap for those, <laughs> uh, that perfect 10 on that mental gymnastics you just did there. <laughs> Super impressive. Yeah, uh, I, so Artem is going to take Texas A&M. He has to be the bold guy. I'm going to stick with Bama. Uh, I'm not even going to bother. I'm just going to move on to the next game. Next up, Georgia at Vandy. So Georgia's getting 17 and a half points. Obviously, they've looked pretty unstoppable the past two games against two good to mediocre teams. Vandy actually might be the more challenging team that they've faced uh, out of the past three weeks. Andrew, who do you got in this matchup? Andrew? 
Sorry, uh, that's a really big spread. The spread's 17 and a half. Um, I think it's going to be a battle of defenses because I don't think either team's very good offensively. You know, I think Georgia's going to get out and try to run the ball, which is what they want to do. But, you know, Vandy up to the Alabama game was doing a pretty good job of stopping the run. So, you know, I think that's really going to be the key is if Georgia can get that run game rolling, I think they'll beat them going away, mainly because I don't know if Vandy's got any weapons on offense that'll help them score. But, you know, I think Georgia wins. I, I don't know if they cover, cover 17 and a half points. That's, I would definitely take the under on 40.5. <laughs> don't think you're going to see a lot of offense in this game. All right, Tommy, I won't make you say it, but you've gone ahead and picked the non-Vanderbilt team, so we'll go ahead and credit you for that. Artem, who do you got in this matchup? Uh, Georgia with a lowercase j. <laughs> with a lowercase j. I appreciate it, Artem. Nigel is also picking... Nigel is also picking Georgia. Uh, I am going to pick Georgia. Uh, begrudgingly. I just don't think... I think Vandy could do a lot, but I don't think they got it in this matchup. I expected them to win against Florida. They didn't, so here we stand. Moving on. Louisville going on the road to an NC State team who has been very good at pulling some upsets the past few weeks. Uh, obviously, Louisville's kind of fallen on their face after their loss against Clemson. They're only getting three and a half points, though, and they still have Lamar Jackson. So I'm not as confident as maybe the people who are picking these scores. Artem, who do you have in this matchup? You know, uh, you are correct. Uh, I've, I've been a Lamar Jackson hater for a little bit over a year, but the dude is a beast, and uh, you can't deny that. Uh, I do think he is the only beast on that team, so I think uh, NC State takes it. <laughs> Way to mislead us, Artem. All right, Tommy, I'm going to let you get a speaking role this time. Who do you got in this matchup? Um, You know, when you, when you look at it, um, offense, uh, I mean, they're going to score points, but uh, I think – NC State's going to be able to score enough to keep with them. I mean, Louisville's defense I don't think is particularly great, um, but they did hold Clemson to 21 points um, this year, which are, sorry, they held Clemson to 47 points, uh, which is not that bad considering how uh, well Clemson's played this year. I don't think NC State has enough uh, power on offense um, to keep up with Louisville. So I'm going to go Louisville. All right. Just in a shootout, Louisville pulls away. All right. Andrew, who do you got in this matchup? So if this were any other team at home, I mean, change the jersey, move it to a different stadium, I think NC State wins it. But the problem is NC State has to deal with the – wonderfully apt thing known as NC State shit. <laughs> and State's greatest enemy has always and will always be themselves. 
and it was on full display the game against South Carolina, a game they had absolutely no business losing. They kept trying to lose the Florida State game, and we're saved by the fact that I don't think Florida State's very good this year. Uh, I want State to win. I think State's the better team, but I can't trust NC State. I, I can't. They've, they've lied to me too many times in the past because a, a win here, to me, coming off having beaten Florida State, is almost a program or it's, it's a tenure-defining win for Dave Doran. And I just don't think State is there yet. I think it's a really close game, and I think State misses a field goal, turns the ball over late, shanks an extra point, does something stupid, and pisses the game away. So just to be clear, Andrew, you're picking because of the name on the front of the jersey and not <laughs> by the merits of the teams. Look, this is the one time where it's acceptable if you truly understand the depth that is NC State shit. I'd like to make a bet that by the end of the season, this is not the only time Andrew picks because of the name on the front of the jersey. That's probably not the only time I've picked now. <laughs> uh, I'm really disappointed in you, Andrew. I can't emphasize that enough. That said, Nigel is also picking Louisville, and typically I would actually pick NC State in this matchup because i got to pick one ridiculous ACC game every week, but I'm saving that for a bit later. So, yes, I will pick Louisville. I just don't – if Lamar Jackson is half as good as people think he is, then there's no reason that they should lose this game. All right, next up, uh, we've got – no, crap. It's Bryce Love, isn't it? It's not Kevin Love. I wanted to call him Kevin Love. My mistake. Uh, Bryce Love against the, against the Utah Utes. So uh, Stanford, in all seriousness, is getting five and a half points on here. Uh, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Nigel's got Stanford. Andrew, who do you have in this matchup? Well, if David Shaw continues to listen to the pod and feeds the man monster that is Kevin Love's long-lost brother, Bryce Love, then I think Stanford's going to win it. Because I think they're just... I think they're finally going to right the ship after two rough losses kind of early in the season that, that hit him really hard. Love is such a great last name. He's got a whole lot of love to give. There's so many songs you can play like when you come into the stadium like that. Anyway, uh, Artem, who do you got in this matchup? I got the trees and Kayla, or I mean, B-Love. <laughs> when you say it like that, it sounds oddly Vietnamese. It's like, they're in the trees. They're unstoppable. They're coming for us. They're going to run for thousands of yards. Uh, Tommy, you got the, you got the trees, right? No, you know, earlier today I was thinking that, um, but honestly, I I think Utah may actually win this game. Um, looking at they've only given up eighty seven rush yards a game so far, which is like best in the country, second best in the country. So I I think. All they do is they commit an extra guy to Bryce Love, and I think they slow him <laughs> down enough to be able to do it. And I don't think Stanford has enough of a passing game um, to, to get that extra guy off Bryce Love and let him do his thing. Um, so I'm actually going to switch and go with Utah. So what you're telling me is when Bryce Love puts up 200 yards on these guys, he's going to be Heisman worthy uh, at that point. 
But he may actually be. He could win the Heisman without beating Utah. I mean, that that can be a thing. Are you saying you're just picking based on the name of the, on the front of the jersey? He picked Utah. What are you talking uh, about? <laughs> I picked Utah, and I'm picking based off the merits of the team. Utah is also 4-0 or 5-0 and is a 75% FBI favorite, according to ESPN. Picking picking Utah is not picking the name on the front of the jersey. If it was USC, it would be a little different. If it was Notre Dame, it would be a little different. All right. Um, I'm pretty sure Stanford's the favored team by 76%. They're also favored by 5.5 points. No, I, yeah. uh, that was the confusing part when I when I looked it up. I think Stanford was favored by like three and a half or five and a half, and then uh, it's at Utah, right? It so is. Yeah. It is at Utah. percent. All right, I I'm gonna get off this topic. I'm gonna pick Stanford and go ahead and lead us into our next game. So, K State at Texas. Uh, Texas is getting four points. I really don't know why. They're not very good. They're at home, I guess. K-State hasn't been great either. The Big 12 is trash. Why are we even talking about it? Artem, give us your tirade. Why do you hate Texas? You know, for a conference that doesn't exist, we sure make a lot of picks. Um, Texas has looked uh, pretty decent this year. Uh, You know, they've looked definitely, if not improved, finally showing some of their talent on offense. Having said that, whoever gave them the four points at home is an idiot because they've lost three of their starting offensive linemen, and uh, K-State is predominantly good on defense. Um, Texas still had their whole entire offensive line. Honestly, I'd give the game to them but um, because they do have a passing game and a rushing attack, whereas K-State mainly depends on uh, the option uh, run between the QB and the running back throw usually that well. But uh, concerning the fact that they're missing three of their starting offensive linemen and their backups have been garbage the last two games, uh, I'm going to give it to Kansas State. All right, I think Logan is having some technical issues. So, Andrew, you're up. I actually didn't know that Texas was that beat up, so I'm actually changing my pick to Kansas State because I think not having offensive linemen is a bad thing. You know, John Madden point right there. <sighs> and I just I think Kansas State's probably good enough defensively to get the stops they need to beat Texas. Looks like we got uh, Florida and LSU next. Tommy, you want to pick first? Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's a whole lot to say here. Uh, I know Florida's kind of struggled uh, a little bit this season, um, had a couple close scares, but uh, after LSU's recent performances, there's no way I can in my right mind pick them. Um, I, I think Florida wins, and I, I think they kind of control the game throughout. I don't think it's necessarily a, a giant blowout, but um, I don't think they're ever really in any fear of losing this game. Andrew, yeah, you, you know, I, I think the thing with LSU is looking at their loss to Troy, they just turned the ball over and they couldn't stay on the field in third down. So I think that's really going to be the key here. I think if they limit the turnovers, I think LSU's got a chance. If it's a turnover fest, Florida's going to run away with it. 
Um, it's a three-point spread at home for Florida, which means it's pretty much just an even pick Um You know, I, I'm really bad at these pick but I do have a love and a man crush for Dakota O. So I think LSU writes the ship. I think he allows Matt Canada a little more freedom on offense to utilize the weapons they do have. And they end up coming out of the swamp with a win and end up ranked again. And people are like, oh, the Troy game doesn't matter. It's LSU. And I'm gone for five. What do you think, Artem? I'm going to go with uh, Florida on this one. Both teams, I completely agree with Tommy, uh, are way overrated at the beginning of this season. Uh, Neither of them should be in the top 25 at this point. Um, But they're also both equal garbage. Uh, They do have talented players on the roster, but they can't seem to do much with them. Having said that, the Swamp, just like Death Valley, is a tough place to win. And as we know, LSU got defeated at home by a middle-of-the-road Troy team. So uh, I think the the emotional impact from the second loss of the season also from a loss at home, uh, they're not going to be able to carry that over to a win on the road against Florida, which is a tough place to win in. I was gone for like five seconds, and all of a sudden we're on LSU. My gosh. All right. I I will. Yeah, so Logan, to catch you up, you had already picked Stanford, Utah, so you have two games to pick. Yeah, I know. Wait, who did Andrew pick in the K-State game? Yeah, Andrew changes pick to K-State. Tommy didn't pick. Well, of course Tommy didn't pick. Because that conference doesn't exist? Yeah, of course. He refuses to acknowledge it. I don't blame him. There should be a trade embargo on the Big 12. I don't know why they're... Um, I also picked K-State. Yes. I, I know you picked K-State, Artem. I didn't need to think about that. Logan, I picked K-State. Did you? Did you pick K-State? I did. Okay. I also picked K-State. <laughs> if nothing, this to shut you up. Uh, I will pick UF because they're my pick to win the East, not because I think they're anywhere better than LSU. This is a game that LSU could actually win quite easily, but uh, I'm going to pick UF. All right, next up. Can I take back over my podcast? <laughs> okay, we got with Miami at FSU. So two teams that were heavily affected by the Hurricanes, and now the Seminoles have to face another Hurricane. Uh, we've got... A very interesting matchup could impact the Coastal. I'm not so much sure about the Atlantic anymore. Uh, Artem, you've been doing a very good job managing things. Who do you have in this matchup? I got Hurricane Miami to sweep Florida State out of the race. All righty. Tommy, now you got a team you can actually pick for. Was I mute? I don't know. Tommy, you there? Logan's muted. Oh. Oh, sorry. Tommy. Tommy's muted. No. Tommy's <laughs> muted. What the? I hate all this <laughs> muting stuff. Why is it allowed? Um, so I, I just want to point out that uh, the National Hurricane Service has a uh, – near 0% chance of a cyclone formation in the next 48 hours. Uh, but it actually has jumped up uh, to a 10% chance through the next five days uh, to hit the Florida panhandle. And Florida State has actually already issued a 
official announcement that they are watching for this. So uh, there is a chance this game gets postponed again, which I think would be hilarious. Um, <laughs> so I thought that was... being said, I'm going to pick Miami. See, all that said, I thought that was just a buildup for you picking Miami. Uh, by the way, sorry, I didn't list off Nigel's picks earlier. Nigel was picking Texas and Florida. Andrew, who do you got in this matchup? I think it's Miami. I think they finally get the Florida State monkey off their back, and we kind of get a feel for how good of a team Miami actually is. Uh, I think they're they're flying high. They're undefeated, and I, I think they're the better team. I think Florida State's issues on the offensive line, and, uh, I mean, Blackman's not Francois, and their running backs aren't Dalvin Cook. Well, that's a fair point. That said, we're talking about the Knolls, and I do think the Seminoles will come out and win this game. Nothing. This is my crazy ACC pick of the week. This has nothing to do with how talented I think these teams are or how bad Florida State has been since losing Francois or how bad their O-line is in general. This just has to do with the fact that crazy stuff happens in the ACC, uh, and I totally think that FSU is going to end up winning this in a ridiculous fashion, more than likely on a missed field goal in some form or fashion. Let's see. So I will be picking FSU, even though none of you other non-believers care to do so. Next up, uh, before our personal picks, we've got row the boat time going on the road to Purdue and the Boilermakers. Purdue has looked surprisingly good this year. They're still Purdue, so they're not – going to be top 25 material but for a average big 10 team they've come out and really performed minnesota on the other hand uh finally had their first loss last week against maryland didn't look fantastic but uh pj flick is looking to right the ship and uh he has done a very good job at that program so far so andrew i know you are always a big pj fleck fan while he's at western michigan uh how is that carrying over? Yeah, I think I think the Gophers will pull it out. I think it'll be a tight game. Um, I don't like Purdue defensively. You know, they they give up a lot of points. They give up a lot of yards. Minnesota seems to at least attempt to get in the way of people on defense. So I think that the Minnesota is going to be able to get the stops they need to to beat Purdue and kind of come back from the the loss to Maryland last week. Oh, okay, fair enough. Uh, Tommy, you like rowing the boat? Yeah, and I'm going to keep rowing the boat. Uh, last week was a minor setback on the uh, boat rowing tour through the Big Ten. Um, I, I don't think it'll be an issue with the Boilermakers. Um Minnesota's defense uh, is actually not terrible, but uh, Purdue's is. Um, also, P.J. Fleck literally runs the offense uh, that he needs to game by game. Uh, he runs actually a fairly balanced, but if you look game by game, it's not very balanced. So I think he's just going to throw the ball all over the place, and uh, Purdue's going to get cut up. All right. I'm rowing N- the boat. Nigel is also rowing the boat. Artem. You're by yourself, buddy. Who do you got in this matchup? Boats are made of wood. Boilermakers have fire. Also, 
gophers <laughs> die in fire. So <laughs> Purdue Boilermakers will burn the boats. Hashtag burn the boat. <laughs> I think by that logic, the Purdue Boilermakers should be beating pretty much everybody. Uh, I, I am going to pick Purdue in this matchup because my love for a good underdog team outscores PJ Fleck. Sorry, PJ. I, I, I want to see these Purdue Boilermakers get to a bowl game. And to do that, they're going to have to run over you pretty heavy, heavy, heavily. Ugh, stutters. So, Nigel picked Minnesota, if in case you all missed that. So, going on, we've got our personal picks. Nigel is picking South Carolina over Arkansas. Uh, mainly because Brett Bielema has really struggled in the SEC uh, in general. He has a very bad record. <laughs> We're actually expecting to see him get fired. And for reasons that I cannot begin to comprehend, Nigel is picking UNC to win over Notre Dame this week, uh, I, which I'm sure will make Elizabeth very happy to hear, but very confused uh, in general. Todd... Now we'll move on to Tommy's special segment, the Big 12, uh, Pac-12 After Dark. Yeah, I don't know what the Big 12 is that you guys <laughs> keep talking about. But in the After Dark special this week, uh, the first one we have uh, is actually Stanford versus Utah that we've talked about before. Um, like we've talked about, uh, this could be a very good game. Uh, the key to this game is going to be Bryce Love versus that Utah run, run defense. Um, it's basically going to set the uh, tone of this game. Um, Utah will score some points on Stanford. The question is, uh, will their defense be able to stop that beast of a running back um, to, to make sure that that's enough points to beat them? The other game we have uh, is Washington and Cal. Uh, this is at Washington. This should be a very interesting game. Uh, Washington has a 27 and a half point favorite, but remember they are at home. So that's really only 24 and a half. Um, also according to the FPI, they have a 96% chance of winning. Um, so this is, uh, so you're saying there's a chance game, um, to make matters even worse. Um, Cal's defense really isn't that great. Um, and the part of their defense that struggles the most is their secondary. Um, and Washington uh, is known for throwing the ball a lot. Um, it, as a matter of fact, they like to throw the ball so much that sometimes their running back uh, catches more uh, short passes uh, and breaks away to get more passing yards than rushing yards in a game. Uh, so look for Gaskin uh, to potentially have more receiving yards than rushing yards this game. Um, but I, I don't think he'll have a problem. Uh, I think Washington's going to win, and my one prediction here is actually that Gaskin will actually get 100 rushing yards and 100 passing yard or receiving yards in this game. All righty then. Uh, well, Artem, I think you actually also have a prediction in the Pac-12. Do you want to go ahead and share it with us? Artem? Sure, Logan. Uh, I actually think I had two. Uh, I had Washington State beating Oregon uh, at home, which right now Oregon's 75% uh, 
chance predicted to win that game, even though Washington State's ranked, and I think they're getting a, a three-point swing. Oregon's quarterback's um, out with a broken collarbone. Uh, Oregon's quarterback is out with a broken collarbone. In case you didn't catch yeah, that. Oregon's starting oh, yeah. quarterback Justin Herbert's out with a broken collarbone and is not throwing shoulder. Sounds like that pick's looking a lot better now. <laughs> uh, I got Cal losing to Washington, which they're predicted to do, but I don't have them going uh, doing that by 27 or 24 points. I think it's going to be a closer game than it seems. I think they're going to keep it within 10 just because they don't have any top recruits, but uh, if you've seen any of their games this season, I know they're late. They play tough. Um, they catch a lot of balls for wide receivers that are not top talent stars-wise. Uh, they earn their stars. They don't buy them. So I think that game's going to be a lot closer uh, than everybody see, uh, thinks it will be. And then uh, I did throw one more in there just because it's an exciting rivalry game going on this weekend. I'm going to pick Michigan State over Michigan. Reasoning for that one is mostly um, Michigan's QB's out. Uh, Spate, you know, he's been kind of shaky to begin with. But O'Corn had uh, come in, and uh, I think he had a little bit of success, but it wasn't enough to show me that uh, he could beat a Michigan State team. I think Michigan State... Did lose last week, uh, which I did not predict, but everybody else did, I believe. Uh, I do think it's a different team this year. They got a QB who can run and throw, um, and I think Michigan's still figuring out their defense. I don't think it's the same really, really good defense that they had last year. So I'm going to go with Michigan State on that one. That's a bold pick you got right there, but uh, we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. It would have been more interesting if you'd picked it on a block punt or something along those lines, but we'll see what happens. Uh, for my pick, I'm picking a game that was a serious shootout last year, and I'm not sure that I expect it to be this year. Uh, Pitt versus Syracuse last year was 76-61. So you're talking basketball scores uh, in that matchup. This week, uh, coming up, I think Pitt's kind of been downtrodden. They've really looked uh, sour, I think, so far. Syracuse is uh, the three-point favorite in this game. I actually think Pitt's going to come away with one. They're going to sneak out and surprise some people uh, with some good offensive play and some defensive play that people really haven't expected after their performance against Georgia Tech. I think uh, some solid running defense against – Syracuse. My bold pick. Anyway, Andrew, you're up. There there are two games that I'm really looking at this weekend. The first one is Duke at Virginia, which I think is going to give us a better feel for is Virginia better than they have been in the past. And I think the Cavaliers have a pretty good chance to win this game. You know, they, their only loss was to an Indiana team that's really good offensively, and I don't think Duke's got that kind of offensive firepower. So I think this is going to be interesting. I think Virginia's actually a two-point favorite at home. So I guess it's not technically an upset, even though Duke has a 64% chance to win it, according <laughs> to FPI, which I still can't figure out. ESPN's FPI makes no damn sense to me. But I think Virginia wins it and, and start to look like a, a, a pretty good or, you know, maybe a bowl game type team. Uh, the other game that I'm really excited about, even though it's on fucking CBS Sportsnet and I don't have that channel, is the first leg of the Commander-in-Chief trophy 
Air Force at Navy, which is going to pair the number one rushing offense in the country in Navy against the number 10 rushing offense in the country in Air Force. I bet this game is over in like two and a half hours. Like it may be the fastest game in college football history, <laughs> but I think Navy wins it. You know, they lost the commander in chief last year, which, you know, is never anything they want to do, but they're so talented offensively this year. I think Zach AB is really starting to come into his own and get a good feeling for what they want to do offensively. He's also a big dude at 6'2", 215. And we've really kind of seen what Niamh Tololo and Ivan Jasper can do with a big quarterback, a lot of midline, a lot of follow, and a lot of that. And and I think Air Force is just beat up. You know, they got blown out against New Mexico last week, which is uh, another spread option team. It's a little bit different of a spread option than what Navy runs, but I just don't know if Air Force is going to be able to slow down this. I mean, 400 yards a game offensively in Navy offense. And I think Navy's definitely going to be a team that's competing for the American Conference Championship when it's all said and done, mainly because they don't have to play USF. Well, I mean, I think that's uh, along the same lines of what uh, the – what the pulsers at Las Vegas are picking. But that said, uh, yeah, uh, it's still going to be an exciting matchup one way or the other. The Duke-Virginia game is one I'm going to have to keep my eye on, though. All right. Well, for our premier matchup, since I know uh, we're ignoring the Big 12, we've got an interesting non-conference matchup here between a Big East team and a Mountain West team. Uh, West Virginia going on the road to TCU. Um TCU obviously had that big win against Oklahoma State. Uh, we're looking for them to kind of maintain uh, some level of competence. If they want to make it to the playoffs, they've still got to beat Oklahoma, and they've basically got to go undefeated until then. Uh, West Virginia, on the other hand, other than a early loss to Virginia Tech, I don't think they've done anything particularly memorable, but uh, they're looking to make an impact, uh, looking to have a good season overall. And beating TCU would definitely be a good road to that. So, Tommy, who do you have in this matchup, the Mountain West or the Big East? <laughs> Tommy is just shaking his head at me. Not going to do it? Okay, Tommy's not going to do it. All right, Andrew, who do you got in this matchup? I think TCU wins this one, and it's it's a really big win for the Mountain West to, to try to compete with, with one of the – you know, the somewhat big boy conference in the Big East. You know, TCU actually can play defense fairly well. Gary Patterson's really done a good job defensively there. It's always kind of been his calling card. And they, they slowed down a, a really good Oklahoma State offense last week. And I think they're going to be able to, to beat West Virginia, who really hasn't been challenged. They've scored 50-something points three games in a row against some really, really bad teams. And, and after losing to a Virginia Tech team, that actually does understand playing defense. And I think TCU is one of those teams that can play defense and, and will beat West Virginia in a pretty big statement game for the Mountain West. All right. I know Nigel is also picking TCU. Artem, who do you got in this one? Uh, I, I agree with Andrew. I got TCU winning this one uh, because of their really good defense. 
Gary Patterson's done a really good job with them down there. Uh, the other big factor is also they're also one of the only schools in the Big 12 that don't have any key injuries along their starting 11 on either side, and that's kind of what's kept them in. Uh, if it continues like this, I'd, I'd be changing my uh, pick from Oklahoma State to TCU winning the conference just solely because Oklahoma State lost, uh, I think, three or four offensive linemen now in the season, and uh, – you know, I think they still would have lost to TCU just because their defense looked so good. So I'm going to go with TCU on this one. I will also be picking TCU. Uh, I honestly, I don't really need much of a reason. They don't have Andy Dalton anymore, so it's really hard for me to hate on them. They've got a good team on defense, offense. They've really shown uh, some skill. And, by, and as long as they stay healthy, as Arden pointed out, I don't see any reason why they can't continue to just roll these teams until they get to Oklahoma. All right, one last chance, Tommy. You sure you don't want to say anything about this one? Okay, Tommy is gone. All right, well, thanks as always to our listeners out there. You, uh, um, Thank you as always for supporting us. If you have any uh, questions or comments, shoot us an email at toemeatleather at gmail.com. And please check out our Twitter feed at toemeatleather uh, on Twitter. That's leather spelled L-E-T-H-R. All right. Well, y'all have a good rest of your week, and uh, may your college football picks bring you luck. And uh, our blessings and prayers to all of those who are suffering in Las Vegas right now. Uh, Good night, everybody.